This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Great day for talk radio. We were just talking about this incident that was reported at the Pickering Nuclear Generating Station. And uh, it's led to a lot of blowback as to what exactly happened here. And people want answers. They demand answers, which seems reasonable in uh, the sweep of things if there's this kind of alarmism generated at that uh, ungodly hour on a Sunday morning. However, we've been joined in the studio by Anthony Fury, Sun Papers National columnist, and Mitzi Hunter, the MPP for Scarborough Guildward, Guildwood, rather, and uh, former Minister of Education in the Liberal government here in the province. Thank you both for coming in. Thank you for Hello. having us. I want to start with this thing, Mitzi, because we were just talking about it here, and uh, you know whether or not people are adequately prepared in the eventuality. Uh, we didn't know at first when the word went out what this incident involved, and uh, then about uh, 40 minutes later, there was a tweet that went out saying, you know, don't worry about it. Much ado about nothing. And uh, but uh, a subsequent alert went out a couple of hours after the fact, and uh, that seemed a little late in the day for folks to be getting the second alert. So you've written a letter to the Ombudsman of Ontario, and what are you hoping to achieve with the letter? Tell us what it's about. Well, John, you know, first of all, this caused a lot of anxiety amongst people. You know, they when they see something coming across in an alert form like that, we're really conditioned to take that very seriously, and you're set on high alert, and then you're waiting for officials to say what next. And for that, that amount of delay... For something that went out because of a mistake uh, is unacceptable. It's unacceptable to me because I believe that people should be able to trust their provincial government to communicate effectively. So I'm asking the ombudsman to look into this because I do think it's a matter of public safety. And I do think that a review of this you know, mistake should be done by an independent body. And I believe that that's uh, the role and the purpose of, of, of that office um, to just take an objective step back and say, you know, what went wrong, but more importantly, how do we address this moving forward and create standards in uh, communicating so that the public knows that they can rely on messages that are coming out from a provincial body about their safety? All right. It was to implicate the provincial government, though. I mean, is that fair? This is the OPG that operates the place. And I get it. It's a crown corporation or an extension of. But uh, when you're saying the provincial government... What role do they have to play? Well, my understanding, it was actually their test that was being done through their emergency management office. And it's a routine test. And, and I can understand that they conduct these on a regular basis. And, and you would expect that that type of coordinating office would be doing that. Um, however, you know, this went very wrong uh, because when you look at who received the alert, um, it went far beyond the 10 kilometer radius that it was supposed to be impacted. I understand people as far as Ottawa and Windsor received the alert, and uh, and so there there's a lot that we have to un- unpack here, and um, and I I think the province doing its own review only gets us so far. I'd like to see a, a thorough review conducted by the independent ombudsman that can really reassure the public. You know that that's that's really what this is about. This is about you know if the worst is to go wrong, you have to be be able to rely on the information that's coming through and know specifically what you're supposed to do to keep you and your son, your family safe. All right, so Mitzi wants a full investigation. Sounds reasonable. I mean, the mayor is asking for such. Everybody wants to know exactly what was at the root of it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'm with her on it. I, I think this is something that has to be done. And I, I think Mitzi's right that don't just leave it to the government independently, because the whole thing in emergency management is you want interoperability 
of all these voices. The government's one of them, Emergency Management Office, OPG, the, the fire safety and so forth. And the left hand didn't seem to know what the right hand was talking about there. And that's the problem. Now, luckily, this message, and I know, I know someone in Owen Sound who said that they got it. So, yeah, all across the province, to Mitzi's point. And, and, and I think... I think the challenge here is this this post, this message said, OK, we've had an incident, but don't worry, folks, you don't yet have to run for your lives. And, oh, OK, fine. That didn't cause anarchy. But what if the run for your life message had gone out? Yeah. I mean, people and this is 7 a.m. on a Sunday. I mean, my, my wife got it. Uh, I, I didn't get it, but my wife got it. And I suddenly heard, oh, my God. And I go, what is it? And then you wonder what's going on. And some people are going to pack up the van and, and get out of town and then they're going to hit each other at the intersections we've all seen well we've all seen those disaster films right. you know i wrote the book on uh, a book on on related issues here and let's just say china iran one of those malign forces out there wants to do some cyber hacking now they've got an idea that hey you know we've got this system that's uh, actually got some leaks in it maybe we can monkey around with this Right. And, and the book i'm sorry i was just going to mm-hmm. say uh, what you're alluding to is the book that you've written about electromagnetic pulses Pulse Attack. Yeah, Pulse Attack. Still available on Amazon, John. Very good. All right, Mitzi? (laughs) I just also wanted to say, like, the fact that the alert didn't say it was a test also was troubling to me as well. I mean, you know, if you live in a multi-dwelling unit and they're doing fire tests, they always tell you, like, this is a test. If it's something real, it sounds like you know, differently. And so that's also um, part of what needs to be reviewed is how do you even frame a test so that even if something does go wrong, people understand that it's a test and and that we are, are really relying on those emergency alert systems that go to our phones um, as real actionable um, alerts. And, and I also found it unacceptable that it was a Twitter uh, tweet from OPG that said, actually, there is no emergency because, you know, how does the public know what to rely on? You know, you get something on your phone that's telling you to, you know, that be alert. And then it's saying in a tweet 40 minutes later that there was no emergency. So there's a lot that uh, went wrong in this instance when it comes to communicating an emergency crisis management that needs to to be reviewed. And, and I, I think the Office of the Ombudsman um, should conduct that that independent review right. and assure the public You've of, not re- uh, of safety. You've not yet heard back from them? Uh, not as yet. Uh, the oh. letter went out uh, this morning. I see. All right. With uh, Mitzi Hunter, who wrote the letter to Paul Dubé, he's the Ombudsman in Ontario. Just out of curiosity, because your riding is within 10 kilometers of the Pickering Nuclear Yes, plant. it is. So my riding um, pretty much uh, borders on uh, onto to Pickering. There's one one riding in between. But, you know, we are well aware of, uh, of what happens at the Pickering Nuclear Plant. Um, and we recognize that we have high safety standards when it comes to nuclear power in this province. But do you have iodine tablets and things like that that have been issued to you? We've, uh, we've, our residents actually have been informed um, and uh, and been given instruction on how to um, how to acquire those tablets and 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 regular information and an update goes out. Really, you too, Anthony? I have them. Oh, do you? And then this incident reminded me. I said, "Oh, where are those things?" And I found them, and I, I dusted them off. Yeah, they, they've got like a ten-year shelf life, and and you should get them. The government uh, is mandated to deliver them to people within a ten-kilometer radius, mm. but if you're in a fifty-kilometer radius, you you can receive them, and that's to stop. I believe it's thyroid cancer, which is the most common one after radiation exposure. And you give them to, to yourself and your kids for I don't know what the time is, like fourteen days after exposure or something like that. For the fourteen days continues. Are don't we, trust me. Trust the instructions. All right. Well, no, it's a matter of trust too, whether you trust the authorities, the people who would be in charge of, let's say, an orderly evacuation. 
I was sighting back in 79 in Mississauga with that train derailment. About 250,000 people predates you, I know, Anthony, and uh, you too, Mitzi. But uh, they got out of Dodge, and but that was different times, you know, where you could access the roads in 250,000. Mississauga has grown up exponentially, ditto for Oakville and surrounding regions. But in this day and age, I don't know that we'd have an orderly evacuation. Right. And, you know, I think what's important here is for, for people to be assured that, you know, and I've, I've taken tours of, of Darlington and, and you see the level of safety that is involved in our nuclear management. And, and, and so I'm confident in that. What I'm concerned about here is the communications that really broke down. And, and we saw it. We saw it play out in a, a non-emergency. And, and we've got to learn from that to strengthen how we communicate to keep everybody safe uh, in the event of, of, of any for unforeseen accident or situation that could arise. I want to talk about uh, communicating a message. And when it comes to a nuclear threat, I mean, uh, maybe it's been brought into sharp relief by the incidents over Iranian skies on uh, Friday. And when we come back, I mean, a lot has uh, happened as a consequence of that, and there's much to unpack. So let's get to that next with Anthony Fury, Sun Papers National Columnist, Mitzi Hutter, the MPP for Scarborough Guildwood, and the former Minister of Education in the province. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 